Is that bad? Is that not good? No, it's fine. We could have no direction. No direction. But you have to answer the questions. Okay. Okay. I'm not scared. I ain't got nothing to hide. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. We're Is recording. this recording already? It's recording here. Yeah. Uh, what's happening, bitch? All right. So, hey, <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of 60 Second Spark. So this is actually episode four by the time I release this. Um, I'm your host, Najoni, and I'm here today with... I'm Miles Spells. Why are you doing that with your voice? What? This is how I talk. Are you Batman? <laughs> I'm Miles Spells, number 23, Navy football, 23rd company, uh, political science major, uh, extraordinary. These are the things you would want to say about yourself? Like, this is your introduction? Like, if you're, they're like, oh, okay, we're going to be drafting Miles Fells. He's from 23rd Company. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. 501 raised. Yeah. Okay. How old are you? I'm 21 years old. When did you turn 21? October 5th, 19. Oh, my gosh. So, a couple months ago. I mean, to me, I've been growing for a long time, so. Why would you say that? I mean... But where I'm from, you got to grow up fast. So I feel like I've been growing for a while. In Arkansas? In Arkansas, yes. Okay, so what What about my Arkansas makes it so fast growing? You get your driver's license really early. You get a job really early. I've been cutting grass since I was 12 years old. Um, just the lifestyle. That's interesting. I feel like not a lot of people know a lot about Little Rock, especially. They don't. What would you tell people? I would tell people it's it's a it's a good place to raise a family. It's it teaches you life skills. Uh, it's different from living in the city. So since I've been here, I've got to see both sides. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess I wouldn't say more independent, but you learn more life skills. Like, or I guess different life skills, like changing oil, changing tires. Um, so you learn that pretty young. You have to. Well, I had to. So. Hmm. I know kids that don't know how to pump their own gas, which is absurd to me, but normal for them. That you go to school with? That I go to school with. Where do you go to school? Oh, I attend the United States Naval Academy. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a pretty good school, right? I know. What, what school did you go to again? Uh, it's called a boat school. Oh. It's kind of small. It's okay. next to a river. <laughs> it's no Which big deal. Because my school's by a river, too. I, I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even think it has a name. Okay, so what about Little Rock? I mean, you used to look completely different, right? And look, I did what I told you not to do, which was hit the boom. Uh, no, I did it. Um, so you used to look a lot different, right? Like, before you came to Navy? I, okay, so, I didn't, I never thought I would join the military ever. And then, so I had dreads, uh, no tattoos at the time, however. How long had you been growing out your dreads? I started growing my hair in the seventh grade, because uh, I saw a Lil Wayne uh, music video. Wow. The, I think it was the Fireman uh, <laughs> music video, or no, the Got Money music video. He had the braids with the bandana. Wow. And I was like, man. 
A true influencer, Lil Wayne. Shout out to Lil Wayne. Just, man, the next generation. (laughs) Okay, so you had dreads, you played football. Where'd you go to high school? So I I went to two high schools. I went to Pulaski Academy Mm -hmm. my ninth and 10th grade year. And then I transferred to Joe T. Robinson High School. Okay. And I love both schools, but Robinson has a special place in my heart. All right. It's a family school. So you were good at football. I was halfway decent. Halfway decent. All right. So when you are getting looked at by colleges and you're deciding like what you want to do with your future, what drives you? What what took you to Navy? So being recruited, I, I tore my ACL my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. And that with changing schools kind of put a hit on my recruitment. So a lot of schools had like gotten me off of their radar and but Navy like stayed with me and they offered me first actually and uh, that kind of stood out to me because it was kind of like they were the first ones to believe in me and like that I could still play ball and and perform so throughout the season I just kind of had that in the back of my mind because I committed rather early and then coming to campus I don't know it was just different and like meeting the guys they were they weren't like flashy guys Mm -hmm. like to me like being from Little Rock like the whole pretty boy type attitude I didn't like that at all and I didn't get that feel from from the guys there I kind of got like a tough gritty like we're gonna put our head down and work type Mm -hmm. guys and that's kind of who I wanted to be around and and the head the coaching staff the head coach he knew my name he knew my mom's name my brothers and we had never met before and that really stood out to me Cause it was like, wow, like you really, you really took the time out to learn who you were offering. Yeah, and, they researched you, and they, and that was just amazing to me. So interesting. So okay, so you are in your junior year, your second class year, um, and you signed your two for sevens this year, right? Yes. And I remember talking to you right before. I mean, I was hyped. I was like, well, this is happening. You're signing your papers. It's a big deal. And I remember you telling me that you always knew you were going to sign anyways. So what makes it, what makes your mindset for signing and like committing to the two for seven or like giving, like, you know, you were going to give your time to the Navy or the Marine Corps. So like for me, we had signing day, my senior high school and all of the things that people think about like a few days before two for seven, like. Is this really what I want to do? Is this really the career path I want to take? Is this really the sacrifice I want to make? I had already made that two years ago. Mm-hmm. So if I wasn't ready to to commit to that, I would never have committed to come here and sign in the first place. Like honestly, I didn't know that you had the the chance to opt out after two <laughs> years. I had no clue. So on signing day when I signed, I was like, oh, I'm locked in. Like that it. was your <laughs> that commitment. Was seven. I yeah. Was already, I was okay. already committed. So it was no pull out. It was no transfer after two years and not sign like that's just a it's just a formality at this right point. it was already set in stone for me right hmm okay so oh, i wanted to ask you a different question but i don't think it really matters um so when you as a midshipman so you are a varsity athlete and i mean it's well known within the brigade of midshipmen and students at the naval academy that varsity athletes are kind of on this different level from everybody else, right? Like the NARPs. What does NARPs stand for? Non-athletic regular person. 
We are trying to. <laughs> we are currently trying to dispel the whole varsity athlete versus people that that's don't not play gonna varsity work. sports thing. Because, like, honestly, it's just. Do you think that's gonna work? I'm. I'm hoping that it does, because the environment at times can be awkward and. For no reason, though. Like, Where do you think it comes from? I don't know. It happened. It had to happen a long time ago. Because, yes, it did. Before my <laughs> because, time. Because, like, it's, it's just, if I feel like when you first get there, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And then it's just put on you. And then you just keep on, like, people just split. So, like, I remember going, when I left Plebe Summer, they were like, okay, say bye to football players. The last time you're ever going to see them. And, like, it was already put in their head that, like, oh, they're not going to be around. And, like, there's this divide and this it's bred really early and it's just been continued over the course of time. And like, I remember I had a great relationship like with my squad mates, like please some of we were all mm-hmm. close in like, my class and I'm not saying we're not close now. I feel like my group of uh, my class were a lot different than most groups. Like we're closer than everybody else, but it is true. Like I don't see them and our paths are different. Like what I do on a daily basis is different from what they do. And, I mean, everybody works, but it's just it's, it's different energy. So, okay, so let me ask you this. As as a varsity athlete, how involved are you with the non-athletic regular people that are in your company? If I'm being completely honest, not that involved at all. Uh, I do my come rounds with my plebe. Mm-hmm. Uh, your one plebe? You have one plebe? plebe? Okay. Unless another one needs to come around. Excuse like, me, I'll you're be, one freshman? Yeah, freshman. I'll yeah. be available if they need me to do a come around, like if I'm in my room. The third class, I know. So I've been lucky. The third class at my squad is right across from me. Mm-hmm. So I know them. <laughs> uh, shout out to Megan, Rebecca, and Anna. Uh, well, at least you know their names. Yeah, I know, I know them. Uh, but everybody else, like the firsties, I don't, I don't know them. What about your classmates? I know all my classmates. Okay. We're all, we have a group chat together. Like, oh, if gosh. I do something good on, on the field, like, they'll record it. They'll send it in the chat together. And, like, we'll, we talk every now and then. But I usually don't see them much because I'm usually, like, if I'm not lifting or doing homework, like, I'm asleep. Y'all live for the group chats. The group chats are awesome. My students talk about it all the time. I love the group, the football group chat. Shout out to Good Vibes. Uh, I love the group chat. I hate group chats. Why? Too many notifications. Turn the notifications off. I hate group chats and I hate voice notes. The vo- oh, that, you oh just my god! We love voice. We I love hate voice. Memos. voice. I use voice notes with one person. <laughs> Her name is Candace, and she like forced not forced me, but she used it, so I felt like I had to reciprocate. <laughs> but it's almost it's almost worse than doing a podcast because you're like I'm talking into the phone. It's not a phone call, and it's also not a voicemail. It's, it's a voice you can note. To all of them and like. Sometimes it's quicker, like, if I want to say hypnotic, 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 like, you just, it's really funny stuff. Okay, <laughs> maybe that's a generational thing. <laughs> I missed it. Anyways, yeah, y'all live for the group chats. Okay, so you feel like, I mean, it seems like you have a pretty, I mean, there's still a gap, obviously. There is a gap. The varsity gap, but somehow you're doing okay with it. I feel like I feel like I do a decent job of balancing the two. Okay, so here's my next question. 
So I know that midshipmen have this thing. It's called aptitude. Basically, everybody does their peer rankings, and they say, this is what I think of you. Where do you hit on the aptitude scale? I'm not going to lie. I'm very low. (laughs) I'm very low on that. Only because people say, like, they don't see me, so they can't get a good judge on so they give you a bad, do they give you bad words as well? Like uh, negative, excuse me, negative words instead of positive words as well as low rankings or? I have, I have evolved, <laughs> I guess, because my freshman year, I got a lot of negative words. Mm. And then that kind of made me upset because I was like, how are you going to like smile in my face and then yeah. give me all these negative words? Just because you rank someone low doesn't mean that you have to give them a negative word. Right. Yes, that's true. And I could see if you were trying to be uh, critical and, like, helpful with your comment to maybe alert me to make me aware, but when you put stuff down, like, uh, abusive, and I haven't... You got abusive? I got abusive. Wow. Ruthless. Uh, Yeah, and I haven't... If I haven't hit you, don't call me abusive. I used to get a lot of abrasives. I always wonder if I got a lot of the negative A words because they were at the top. I I do think that has something to do with it because people don't want to take the time to spell it. And they don't actually know, but it's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. That's that's an explanation. Dang narps. I'm not going to talk about that. (laughs) Because I've met some really cool people I'm that don't play varsity sports, but fine. I have met some pretty bad people that don't play sports. I think a lot of it is self-imposed barriers and stereotypes as well. I mean, we talk about it in my leadership class, right? You have schemas in the way that we process things. I remember talking to the plebes. You know, they do the character development classes <laughs> over plebe yeah. summer, and they come in, and you tell them about stuff, and... They're just glad to not be outside or they're barely paying attention. Yeah, right. But one of the things, um, one of the things that we talked about was just, I, I asked them, I was like, hey, if nobody told you that there was such a stigma between the varsity athletes and the non-varsity athletes, would you think that there was, like, this was a thing? Like, did you know that coming here? And they're like, no, we had no idea. So the upper class, like, put it on them. Yeah. During plebe summer, and they just have no idea. So that's what they walk into it with, this idea that they get from the people they learn it from. It's it's crazy how these people who are in leadership positions can influence young people so much to perpetuate a culture, right? Like, it would be so easy. I told my, my students in my last semester, I'm like, all it takes is one class to decide that this is the last time that we ever do this. And it would it just takes one cycle. They go they carry it through to first class year and then it's it's over. But it doesn't look like no. it. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> look like it's gonna stop. They just time. perpetuate the cycle. It's just like well Commander Lang talked about the Oh, uh, who's the Commander Lang? Oh, shout out to Commander Lang. But uh, who is he? He's my battalion officer. He's a sub guy, the best oh Captain Select, might I add. He's a prior marine. He, Semper Fi. You didn't know that? He's awesome. I did not know that. What? Wow. Nice. Teach you something new. I know. Learn something every day. Man. Shout out to Commander Lane, though. He's he's the best. Um, he talked about the the whole Dark Ages concept. Like, mm-hmm. We just kept perpetuating that. and But why? For what? Who does it help? Like, 
if we if we said we made it positive or we took a positive approach to the spring semester like this little gap between December and spring break like why does it have to be the dark ages like why can't it be anything else so we fifth bat doesn't have a dark ages not hashtag not my dark ages wow that's what we're doing but that's a mindset right it is that's interesting and how your attitude can affect outcomes attitude definitely affects outcomes so i'm trying to personally i'm trying to go in and attack the semester because i've seen when i do do that it has uh it works it works hmm it works so, because I know at the end of the semester I'm gonna be tired, so I'm trying to trying to stay consistent. Consistency is like the hardest part because you can be motivated for a week, two weeks, a couple days, sixteen weeks of motivation. That's a lot. Well, I mean, for school, for me, technically, it's like four years of motivation. Yeah, right. You're right. You're right. Especially for I think it's we underestimate or people underestimate the added effort that it takes to also be playing on a division one level so it doesn't even have to be football right it could be any sport that's division one that's played at the academy and you know you can argue you know you're in the patriot league or whatever like this is who you play and you're like this is your roster but i'm like it's still a division one you're right sport but oh what (laughs) but playing in front of uh Okay, let me clarify. Mm-hmm. I'm not throwing any shots at anybody. i just trying to clarify. Playing in front of a few hundred people in wherever you play, whether that's in Navy Marine Corps, if it's in Wesley Brown, mm-hmm. or if it's in McDonough, that's totally different than playing on national television. Uh, 85,000 people plus whoever's watching on TV in the Army-Navy game is totally different. And you would only know that if you if you stepped out there and you've seen all those people and you hear what they say. And but do you think about that when you are in, like you're in the game? So Army-Navy, right? That's a big game. Yes. And that was the first time that you started? Yes. Ever or just this season? Ever. Ever. First start. So this is a big deal. Big game. You're in the zone. I'm locked in. Are you thinking about... In the game? No. Before the game, I do, like, pre-game, I do take it all in. And I feel like that's important to know the magnitude of what's of what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. Because savor the moment. Not many people get to do what you're about to do. So I feel like for me, it's to gain appreciation and to humble myself as to the position that I'm in. But at the same time... I feel like it gives me that little pressure. And honestly, like, pressure doesn't bother me. Like, no pressure, no diamonds. And people say that as, like, a statement. But honestly, I feel like I perform better Mm -hmm. under pressure. So for me, taking in the fact that you have all these people watching and there's people overseas that are watching and the stands are packed, I like that. But there is a different type of pressure. And everybody can't take that. Everybody can't can't perform in front of 85,000 people. Hmm. Well, I can't. I can't <coughs> speak to that. Obviously, it's okay. I had a small. <laughs> there was a small. Wesley Brown doesn't have a lot of spectator <laughs> seating. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just different, and no, you're right. 
when you go out there, like, when, okay, so when we went out on the field today, mm-hmm. and you walked out, you weren't playing, but like you looked. Wait, okay, me. pause. So where were we today? Okay, so uh, just to run it back for you guys, we went to the Ravens playoff game versus the Titans. And we got sideline passes for pregame. And the Ravens were trash. The Ravens did not perform how they usually do. And for me, it was a throwback to the Army-Navy game because it was just like a flashback. I was like, man, like looking at the players, like I guess like a Mm fishbowl. Like being the fan and seeing how they prepare and, and walking out of the stadium, I had a completely different feeling walking out in my civilian clothes than I did when I was suited up. Like, it's completely different. But it was still like, wow, I'm about to be in front of all these people. I'm about to do my craft in front of all these people. It's it's crazy. I like it. It is kind of crazy. Yeah. It was. I mean, that was a lot of people. <laughs> and that stadium was completely full. It was packed. It was yelling. completely full. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. I'll give on that. I can see where that perspective would come into play. But again, going back to my point of the amount of effort and focus and everything that you have to put into your sport on top of, right? Like being a midshipman, being in this military-esque-ish <laughs> lifestyle, going to school, at one of the top engineering schools in the country, because it's not like, oh, I'm just going to go to my <laughs> liberal arts classes now. It's like, because, I mean, what classes are you taking this semester? Thermodynamics, just, Cyber 2, wow. <laughs> campaigns, interest groups and political parties, uh, political science methods, yeah, martial arts. It's not a game. <laughs> it's not. It's really not a game. And it's just so much... From what I remember and from what I can imagine being a football player, right? Because not only are you doing all that stuff, which requires a lot of extra work, you're also kind of under this microscope of Navy football. And then still being expected to perform in all arenas, not just on the field. It's weird because, like, you go from, so let's take the Notre Dame game, for example. Like, we played them. Uh, it wasn't even a night game. It was more of a... Oh, let's say Houston. Houston, Houston was Thanksgiving. Uh, UConn. We played UConn on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. You play the game. First, you miss school on Wednesday. You play the game at night. You fly back. You get back to the school at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. You got to be up for treatment at, what, 7 or 8? And then... You got to go to your afternoon classes. They at least let us miss the first, the morning class. But then you got to go and sit through a, I think my afternoon class in the fall was uh, ethics within international relations. Mm. And then you sit through class and then you got practice. Or I was just. So how do you do it mentally? You What we focus on in my position group, one of our tenets for being, I play A-back. That is our, that's what we call our slot. That uh, one thing we emphasize is being where you are, being present in where you are. Don't think about what's going on later, what's going on before. Like, be present in where you are and be there. So if I'm in the classroom, be in the classroom. If I'm on the field, be on the field. If I'm in the meeting room, be in the meeting room. Don't don't 
try to do too much. Just kind of be where you are. And I feel like that, that helps a lot with balancing everything. Okay. So that, I think, relates a lot to, like, mindfulness, right? And being present in the moment with where you are and not trying to be too far in the future or being too far in the past with what things you can't change, right? That's interesting. For me personally, that was thinking about UConn. I had a bad game mm-hmm. against UConn, so it's like boom. I go from reflecting on everything I could have done better, catching the ball better, running the ball better, and not to mention I was getting knocked around a lot. And you go from that, and then twelve, eight, twelve hours later, I'm in a classroom, and I had to be focused on the millions and why they are. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that class, uh, the Melian dialogue that we were reading on, like the Athenians were attacking the people of Milos and like maintaining order, all these different things. And I'm feeling all these different things. Right. And that's just mental. Not to, uh, not to mention like physical, like how I feel like headaches, and right? everything else. Like that's just all the mental aspect of the game. Okay. So it would probably, you would, would you say that it takes a certain amount of mental toughness to yeah, push through that? Mental toughness, resiliency, all that. Okay, good. So when we talk about resiliency, we always talk about the grit, right? And we talk about the perseverance and like it's tough. That's why resiliency is even a thing. But what do you do to recenter yourself? Because resiliency also comes with the rebound, right? Like getting yourself back to center or back to zero so that you can continue to be resilient. What are what do you do for that? I feel like I, I always keep my why in the back of my mind. And then I always try to stay even killed. So don't try to get too high or too low on whatever's going on. Whether that's I made a bad grade on a quiz or mm-hmm. I didn't perform how I wanted to on the field. Like always just try to stay at ground zero to start off with. That way I don't have to do as much work to get back to that point. Hmm. So for me, just reflecting on why am I doing this? And then, oh, I'm doing this because, boom. Mm-hmm. And then keep going. Don't try to, don't don't get too high, don't get too low. It'll be easy to stay like at that, at that even state. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. It sounds easy. It sounds easy. Yeah, but... Is it easy? It's not easy, but it'll look easy to somebody that's doing it right. If I'm doing my job right, it'll look easy. Okay. If it looks like I'm struggling, I'm not doing... It's not... I'm not doing my job. I'm not centering. I'm not centering. I'm not staying even if, if 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 it looks hard. Somebody that I admire that handles the... Interviews, the the stresses of being in the spotlight of performing on a high level in the classroom and uh, on the field, Malcolm Perry. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, that's my personally that's my favorite college football player. Because wow. I see, shout out Look to at you, you're I a see fan girl. On the daily, I'm a fan. I know I'm a fan <laughs> because. Like, I see what he does. I see how he has to read a defense. He has to know all these different things. Oh, yeah, he has to take thermo. Oh, yeah, he has to take cyber. Like, this man knows how to code a computer, and he can read a defense no matter what you get in. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's so impressive. And, like, he handles it well, and he, he makes good grades. He, he performs day in and day out. 
He doesn't get too high or too low. Like, he does a really good job of staying even. To, so much to the point where he's almost monotone to people that, that don't know him. <laughs> like, if you don't know him, he's not going to talk, like, to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really reserved sometimes. And that's just his personality. But I guess being in the position that he's in, from the outside, from what I see, I mean, if it's it well, like... He does interviews. He's always getting interviews. There's always a kid that wants his autograph. It's always an old guy that wants his autograph. Like, I've, I haven't seen anybody handle everything all together as well as he does. He does a great job. And I always try to be like like him in that aspect. You're sounding like Drake right now. Oh, well, good, because I like Drake. So wow. I like Drake. <laughs> there you, okay, we'll just make this interview two hours long then. We'll just, <laughs> we just do this for two hours. Yeah. No, that's good. It's good to see somebody that you think is doing it well to emulate. I think if I'm tying it back, I think as leaders, a lot of times it's easy to focus on people who you don't think are doing it well. You're like, look at all these terrible people (laughs) that I don't want to be like. And then you just kind of form this rebel alliance against and there's nobody that's ever doing a good job. And if you don't see it, then you don't you can't even really how do you make a good decision of like how you should be doing it if you don't have anybody that you look up to or can look to that you think is doing it right? So I guess I can be good. I just try to build off. So like I see what he does and I try to build off of that. So like in areas where he doesn't like to talk, like I, I like to talk and interact with people because when I was, when I was young and I used to see college when you football were, players. What is young? When I was young, like when I was seven. Oh, you know, okay. Like, when I was a little kid, and You're I used to see. You're 21, I'm 21. I'm old man. <laughs> <laughs> I got gray hairs. I'm old. Oh, My knees gosh. hurt. Uh, when I was when I was like seven, and I used to see college football players, I was like, oh man, like they play in college, they play on TV. Like I want a glove. I want to. I want anything. Mm-hmm. I'll take your sweaty towel. I don't care. Mm, like, I'll take anything. And like just being mindful of how I felt. And then trying to just pass that on. So, like, if I see a kid in the stands, like, I'll give him my towel. Like, I don't care. I'll talk to you. Like, if I'm warming up or something, Malcolm's really, like, but he has to be the quarterback. Like, when he's on the field, he's on the field. He's not talking to nobody else. Mm -hmm. He's locked in on what he's got going on. Me, I'm kind of like, okay, this is a little (laughs) kid over here. Like, I'll be locked in. We lock in different ways. Yeah. People focus different ways. For me, interacting with fans and, and stuff like that, that helps me. Just get calm and get ready to play the game. Mm-hmm. So I like that, like shaking the kids hand on the sideline. I know that'll make his whole week. Like, right? If you do something like that, I just like doing. I like being in this position so that I can give back in those types of ways because I know that's all I wanted when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So, like, if one of those Ravens dudes would have given you the time of oh, day today, man, oh, I'd freak out. If, if I would have got like some gloves from Mark Ingram or. But they were locked in, right? They like, were, locked they in were not paying attention like, to us on the sidelines. It's a different level. Like, they're getting paid for this. So, yes, I probably would be locked in if I was getting paid millions of dollars. <laughs> it would be a different type of locked in for me. And hopefully, I'll get to experience that one day. But That would be crazy. Yeah. That would be crazy. Okay, so fast forward, right? Because, I mean, unless you do get drafted, which... We should not rule anything out of the realm of possibilities. But in the off chance that you don't, the next thing for you is commissioning, right? So you're going to be an officer in, you think, the Marine Corps. But 
I know the Marine Corps. Okay. <laughs> but what do you, th- like, how do you even feel about that? I feel great about it because I feel like through my years of playing football, I have discovered that I like leading people and I like being that role model. I like being, I like having that responsibility mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm, I could be good at it. I know I have a lot to work on. Naturally, I feel like we all do. But I feel like that would be something that I wouldn't mind pursuing heavily, like striving to get better at. I like I like all that stuff. Being an like officer? Being like getting officer, better? Okay. All of that, all that comes with that. But what do you that think that means? From what I hear, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is just taking on that mentorship role and helping develop others to be the best that they can be. Not so much as what accolades can I get for myself. I don't even think about like ranking up or anything like that. Like I don't know what that looks like. But as far as doing my job, whatever that may be, ranking up like promoting. Yeah, like is that what you're talking about? Oh, okay. That even what are the qualifications for doing that? Yeah, me either. But for developing the the people that would be under me and people that are in charge of me, like maybe opening them up to something that they didn't think about. This trying to make everybody around me be the best that they can be that's that's awesome for me and i feel like playing football kind of set me up for that because mm-hmm. that's all we're about is helping those around you if you can't help those around you like what are you doing so when you decide on marine corps though what what makes that more appealing than the navy if i'm being honest because i get to work out and i like oh. I, <laughs> I like to work out and i like that lifestyle I don't really like the the ship. The sedentary like, lifestyle? Yeah, I don't really like all that. I was on a ship and I didn't like it. Okay. And that's like, if we're being honest, like with the big... And I heard there's more mentorship opportunities in going Marines than going SWOL. I feel like SWOL, you're just trying to learn. You're trying to get your SWOL pinned and you're so like busy trying to, you know, I guess survive on your own that you don't really get to put into other people as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. And I guess each experience is what you make it, but from what I've concluded from who I've talked to and all that, uh, SWOs and Marines alike, I've come to the personal conclusion that I will be able to do more with that mentorship being a Marine. And who are you talking to? Are these other <laughs> football players that have graduated? I, it is other football And I'll tell you why I asked that. It's because I feel like Football players specifically, and I will generalize, will do things because other football players do them. So a bunch of my students in my class, even just this week when I'm like meeting them for the first times and they put their interest for their majors because they haven't chosen their majors yet. And they're like, oh, I want to be quanti, quantitative economics. And I'm like, why quanti? And they're like, I don't know. A bunch of people on the football team <laughs> do that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I was like, do you think it's going to be easy? Because I feel like Kwani is not as easy as you might think it would be. I don't know. I mean, yes. I talked to all the people that have graduated, and I would say that most of the swells don't really like <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah. And if they do like it, then we're just kind of on two different types of time. But, I mean, it's more than just that, though. When I went to Approach Mid, I was talking to people that some of them were old football players but some of them weren't and 
I mean, that's just kind of the conclusion I drew for myself. Subs is absolutely not an option. I think they <laughs> might pass on you. No offense. That's just, <laughs> it's just not. Even if I did have the grades to go, <laughs> I just the food was great, but it's just not. It's great when you're like near land, and it's great and you when can, I don't have anything to do. I can just right, eat and sleep. Eat all pizza. Day. Aviation was cool, but I don't, no. There's a dark side, I think, to every service. It is, but I'll, I'll deal with the demons that I feel like I know rather than try to... You feel like you know Marine Corps demons? I I feel like I'll take those over. First of all, I can't swim, disclaimer. Mm. So the whole aviation seer training was no go you know i've had to do a helo dunker in the marine corps see i'll deal with that when i get okay there. but it's not like i guess i've kind of played out how everything's gonna work in my mind and yeah not anything with too much water in it i ain't really trying to i don't really want to deal with that okay what are the things that you think that you are going to take from what you've learned at the naval academy to commissioning and beyond like you've become an officer you're a second lieutenant so what do you what do you think what tools do you think you're gonna have tools um, you're a leader of marines i feel like i've had the unique opportunity to meet people from all walks of life and that will help me to communicate to the different people that i will meet or have to lead in the core of the fleet. Okay. And by that, like at the academy, so where I'm from, uh, the people are a lot different than the people at the academy, I would say, for the most part. Mm -hmm. So being exposed to those different types of people, it's been a learning process, uh, I would say. When I first got to the academy, I was not as uh, open to wanting to interact with those people. I was kind of on a, uh, I don't care about them. Like, if they're, if they're weird, I'm going to just not talk to them. If they don't greet me, I'm not going to greet if them. If you don't greet me, I'm not going to greet you. Even if I'm a freshman, I'm supposed to greet you. If you don't say hi back. You don't think time, that's the same thing? What? What do you mean? As, like, not interacting with people. No, like, if I'm supposed to greet you, and I say, good morning, sir, and you don't say anything, you've lost your privilege of me saying hello to you. So when I Ever again. You, don't, don't look at me crazy when I don't speak to you. Don't be like, hey, you're a plebe, you're supposed to greet me. I was like, no, sir, I greeted you yesterday, and you didn't say anything back, so you don't get that anymore. Sorry. That's on you, not on me. I'm going to keep it pushing. And I did that, and I got in trouble. But that's their fault. <laughs> is it? It is because I'm trying to be civil. Not only do I have to be. Well, okay, so you're trying to be civil one time. But you blew me off the first time. You looked at me dead in my face and then and then looked away. And that's all you get that's is you one get. time. That's all you get. As a leader, that's you think you that's get. the answer? Again, okay, so I again I say I was a freshman at this time. Yeah. And I my I was heavily influenced by where I grew up, and where I grew up burn me once then that's all you got buddy okay so <laughs> you're not gonna second get class 
Miles Fells. Do you still do that to people? Yeah. Yeah, uh, guilty. You yes, absolutely do. Am I conscious of it now? Yes. But just because you're conscious of it and you don't make doesn't a change mean doesn't mean, <laughs> yeah. Am I trying to work on it? Yes. Are you? And by working on it, I mean, am I going through the mental process of, is this wrong? And I recognize that it's wrong, but yes. It sort of sounded like you have already done that mental processing <laughs> and determined that it is wrong, but you were just going to do it anyway. Before, I didn't think that it was wrong because it was like, if I if I see you, let's say we have class together. Okay. We know each other. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. We've I've been in the seen same your group. face. You've seen my face. We've spoke. I can see your name tape. Yes. Okay. And we do that for a whole semester. And then you see me as soon as the semester's done. And you walk past me like you don't know me after I said hello. I don't like that. Maybe they're nervous. I don't care what you are. Maybe Speak. they think that you are going to be mean to them. So they don't want to be like put themselves out there. And you are the person that before, could change that. If I've never been mean to you before and we've had more than civil conversations in class together. We've laughed together. We all buddy buddy in class. And then you act like you don't know me. Then you're just going to make me mad. And then I'm going to give you what you think that you were going to give me. What if the other person is waiting for you to be like, especially because you are Miles Fells, football players? player, extraordinaire. Nah. Is he going to say hi to me so I can oh. say hi back? Because we had a class together last semester and we just walked past each other and he didn't say anything. So I must be a loser. Like, what if it's just this huge miscommunication that you're having and you're shutting all these people down? Because you think that they're sliding you when in reality, they're just like waiting. So it's, it's not even like that because some cases I've said hello and they do this deal where they look mm -hmm. away or they look down and act like they don't see you. And if I have to be the one, if you do that because you want me to be like, hey, hey, like stop you and be like, hey, how you doing? Like make the extra effort. Why do I have to make the extra effort? Now, I know that that's a horrible way of going about things because, you know, be proactive. But why should why should I have to do that? If I'm looking at you and you saw me and then you made the choice to look the other way, like I'm not about to do nothing extra. You obviously don't want to talk. So here's my next question. So now, so fast forward, right? You're a Marine. You're mm -hmm. an officer. Mm -hmm. What is your mentality? As far as what? Somebody greeted me? Yeah. You don't greet me? I'm not going to greet you. What if it's a junior Marine? I'll speak to them. Oh. I'll say hello. Because I'm in... I'm in a... Leadership position? <laughs> yeah. Not even that, but like... Uh, I feel like it would be my responsibility to look out for them. And like, you don't know what somebody... You don't know what they're going through. So you'd be like... You know, maybe they need maybe they need somebody to reach out or something like that. But for the mids, you're, I don't you ain't got nothing to do with me. Why? Why doesn't it have anything to do with you? These are people, right? Maybe some of them. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what? Why though? Why what? You? I just asked you why. I know. So you I'll just ask asked me why, the same question. Why to the why? Uh, I'm asking you why you can separate that in your mind as being two separate things when really it's the same thing. You're just putting different labels on it. 
you're saying that when I become an officer, I will treat this situation differently. But right now, I refuse to. Because we're like, okay, so why don't they do the same thing to me? But when you're a leader, if you're a true leader of people, people, right? Not just midshipmen, not Marines, not any of that, right? If you're a true leader of people, oh, let me ask you this way. You think Commander Lang would do that? Oh, come on. <laughs> don't do me like that no he wouldn't no he wouldn't when he was 21 years old I don't know so you think that it's okay because you are young I feel like this is going to give me the experience that I need to one day evolve into the person that I was supposed to be but what if what if somebody else didn't have the same type of awareness that you do at your age, right? Because self-awareness doesn't just come from your age. It comes a lot from your experience. It comes a lot from how much you are willing to put into being self-aware or learning about things that would make you more self-aware. So we're clearly you've just explained that you understand this. Yeah, I, I, it's on all types of recordings now <laughs> that you understand this and you're actively choosing to stay in a place, right? You're actively choosing to kind of fight against this current that you literally just said you don't believe in. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Honestly, honestly it's fine i beat you on this one but you are go ahead i i just think i just think that they are the people that do this i feel like they just need more help than what i can give like if i if i break down and say hello and and all this stuff like i just don't i feel like they need more because they don't understand they don't understand. I feel like they, they need more experiences to get them to be where I am. So what do you and think you're like doing to yourself and your personal integrity every time? I'm, I feel great. I'm, I didn't ask I feel, you how you felt. I feel fine. I asked you what do you think you're doing to your personal integrity every time you compromise it by doing something that goes against what you think is right. I'm compromising my integrity? You're contradicting what you said your your values were your value like from what i understand you can tell me if i'm wrong but from what i understand you said you value the fact that people are able to basically be civil if i know you and i say hello or if i see you you greet each other but if you look at me and we make eye contact and i know who you are i'm not going to say anything even though you just said that you value saying something to somebody that knows that that they know who you are okay so no that's where the miscommunication was if I look at you and we make the eye contact and I say or I make a hello gesture and you turn and look the other way, then I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I always speak. But why should their reaction to something that you think is right affect the way that you react? Why does that affect you? Because that's, that's your life. Why does that stop you from doing this thing that you value? Because I feel like I'm being slighted. Mm. And when I feel like I'm being slighted, I'm not gonna. I'm working on this. All right, I'm not working on this. I'm aware of what I, <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware of, of what I'm doing, and I don't want to fix it. I don't want to fix. That's that's a pro, I'm a product wow. of my environment. If I if you are trying to slight me, then I, 
you're lucky I'm not trying to slight you back. I'm just going to walking away from the situation completely and just leaving it alone because that way nobody, that way I'm not being spiteful now because before I would try to do something to get back at you, mm-hmm. like, you know, the revenge type stuff. But now I'm just like, oh, you don't want revenge. To yeah. If you don't want to, this is how you want to act. Okay, I put that into my mental records, and I keep it pushing. I'm not here to remediate you or anything. You do that. You that's how you want to act towards me. Then fine, we'll we'll act like that, and and I'll show you who can act the part better. Me. <sighs> okay, so I'm gonna give you a positive. <laughs> thing that I'm thinking from this conversation then <laughs> okay. I'll tell you if I can remember both of these things in order I so, would rather have the negative first because oh dang I had the positive one teed up oh, my bad. oh no okay no I have them both still okay so it's not negative but what I'll tell you is that if you are truly if you truly look in the mirror and you think that you are a leader of people right and it's not this can't be it can't be I'm only going to be a leader of marines when I become a marine it can't be, I'm only going to be a leader of this type of... Like, you're a leader of people or you're a leader of nobody. Mm-hmm. You can't even lead yourself, right, at that point. But as leaders, our job is to grow more leaders. Otherwise, you're just some guy that's, like, hyped up on power and I have it all together and I don't care about you. And I don't care about how jacked up you are or whatever. Like, you can be trash down there in the corner and I'm going to be cool up here on the mountain like that, unless you are growing people, and especially because you led off with, I'm drawn to the mentorship aspect, but then you're also kind of battling this like dark side <laughs> Jedi moment, right? Like yeah. the baby Yoda in you is just like, no, I don't want, I don't want to grow more leaders, right? And I don't know if that's because as midshipmen, y'all are in this weird limbo place where you don't have to really... I mean, you really don't have to exemplify any forms of leadership as a mid. You could just aspire to be a MIR, midshipman in ranks, um, just doing this thing, whatever. I'm going to graduate and not have to do anything and still be fine, right? And then go on to be an officer and maybe start taking it seriously then. But if you're truly going to say, I am a leader, our job is to make more leaders. It's not to hoard all the secret information for ourselves and be like Scrooge McDuck and our vault of gold coins of leadership swimming around, right? Because that's a little bit of what it sounds like you're saying. It is. Like, I can say that, honestly, that is something that I battle with personally uh, is evolving from this person that I was before to this new, not new, I would say an upgraded version of myself. And... And it's hard to let go of how you used to be because it's. I feel like what I'm doing now, now that I'm thinking about it, it's a survival technique. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where I'm from, if that happens in Little Rock, not at the Naval Academy, this is before I really took on that leadership path. It was just for for personal safety just like why if you don't that's how you treat me then that's how I'm gonna treat you like uh, and I don't have to worry about your development like you're gonna do you're gonna do what you're gonna do and I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do and we'll see who makes 
makes it wherever we want to go. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't have that responsibility. It was just, I don't want to say it was all about me, but I would say that I was only going to help those that wanted to be helped. I wasn't, and even the people that didn't want to be helped, I would try. But if you really like pressing the issue of not wanting to be helped, I feel like I just got cynical over time. Because back home, I help people that didn't want to be helped. Mm-hmm. And I know some examples, and those people know who they are. But I don't know. I guess sometimes it's just with some people, you're just like, I don't care. Like, do you? I'm going to do me, and then you'll, I guess you'll reap the benefits of what you sow, and I'll reap the benefits of what I sow. Right. But the transition comes where I can't let any of that slide. I got to I gotta correct everything that I see. So like Coach Nehemiah, he preaches, if you see something, say something. Mm. So he's like, if I see a guy not touch a line, don't sit on that information. Yes, he won't get better. And yes, he'll, his development will be based off of that. But don't let him, don't let him determine his ceiling. Right. You set the standard and then you uphold the standard. So if he don't touch the line, you call him out on it. To make sure he touched the line. Right. That may not help you in no way, but it'll help him. And if it helps him, it helps us. So I guess trying to bring that team aspect and that team mentality to the rest of the parts of my life is what I need to do. And uh, It's the hardest part. It's hard. I'll <laughs> it tell you, hard. Miles, it is the hardest part. And then this is something I see a lot of people struggle with transitioning to Marine, right? And this is like a lot of midshipmen's concerns. Like, I don't think I fit in with the Marine Corps. I don't think my personality, and I'm like, y'all are just so afraid to call each other on your shit, right? Yeah. And, it, but it becomes that. It becomes, you have to be okay with on-the-spot corrections. And, hey, like, this is fucked up. And being okay with telling somebody that. Yeah. But also understanding that these things that I'm saying are not out of spite or anger or I think I'm better than you or anything like that. It's it more like... Done. This is a standard, but this is because we are Marine. Like, this is what we do. But doing that as a midshipman is just, it's like unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. Um, but, I, so back to the positive side. So before we get too far down this hole of like, Miles is the worst because he doesn't greet people back. Um, a lot of people cannot handle admitting that they could be doing more. Right. And we sort of had a back and forth about this just this weekend. Right. Like if you're not doing everything you can, like you're not doing enough. You can't tell me that you have failed at something or you can't do something because unless you have tried every angle, unless you have done everything that you could do for it. And so a lot of people are not able to admit that they haven't done that or able to admit that they know something and are consciously like not taking action on it. Like I'm not, I'm choosing to not go forward. Like I know that it's here. I'm not climbing that mountain. Like I'm not, or it's sometimes it's just so you're not ready for it. Right. And we had this conversation, was it last week about growth? Like knowing that growth needs to happen, but just not ready to, to take on that burden of like, this is going to be a process and I'm just not ready to process that, which is okay. It's okay to also be there. Yeah. But but the the first part of that, though, before it's okay to know that you're not going to go forward is to understand that you still need to go forward. Yeah. 
because you could be in this realm of people that are like, nope, I'm not the problem. I'm not fucked up. It's you. It's other people. It's all this other stuff. It's like, I'm good. I'm fine. Because in reality, every single one of us has an area that we can still grow in. Nobody, it's like leadership, right? Leadership is never done. You're never done learning. You're never done seeking knowledge. But the flip side is you seek so much knowledge on one side, but you leave a huge gap on the personal side. So you're really great. You're a really great leader. You're firing on all cylinders. You got it figured out, right? Like you're the commander laying of professionalism. <laughs> but on your personal side, you're just completely out of touch and you think you're good you're not good like you don't take feedback or you don't take criticism you don't understand that there's more that you could be doing and that's a huge step so that's the positive side i feel like even though you're choosing to stay (laughs) in a place on this buoy island of (laughs) non-greeting you understand that it's there you understand that you're on that island yes which is kind of an interesting place to be having you here to constantly to tell you that you're on the island yeah I mean, it just shows me that it's still there. I mean, I still do do what I do, though. So. I know. <laughs> I know you do. I'm going to try one day. <laughs> I don't know what day that is. I don't know either. <laughs> I think when it happens, you'll know, though. I don't know. You'll know I'll, that you... It's like one of those things, I think, when, you know, you go through weird stuff and you're like, oh, this is the end of the world, like... This is my life. I remember when I got on restriction when I was a youngster and I was like, oh, my God, the world is ending. (laughs) This is the worst thing ever. I can't believe it. I'm on restriction. I got to do tours. I live on 7-4. This is so inconvenient. And thinking that, you know, this is my life. Like, it's like, I don't want to be here anymore. This is stupid and it's so insurmountable, but you wake up one day and you realize like, oh, (laughs) it wasn't that bad. Like it's over. I guess that just comes with like life and experience because I remember my freshman year, I was ready to leave every day. I was Mm -hmm. like, why do I keep getting up every day? Can I just go put in the DOR papers, please (laughs) make Mm -hmm. it stop. (laughs) I just want to take 12 credits and and play football. I don't want to do this. I don't care about any chemical reactions. I don't care. (laughs) I want to play ball. But through all the complaining and all of that, like, I just kept going. And I honestly am very surprised that, like, I'm here with the mindset that I'm here with. Because now it's just like, with Thermo, I'm taking this semester. It's like, okay, I know it's going to be hard. But... I've done that before. I've done hard before. Mm-hmm. And then when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't even that bad. And you made it through. And I made I it through. Maybe, you know, by the skin of my teeth or whatever. But, I mean, I guess I'm still there. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Yes. That's good. I think you're going to, I mean, okay, so I guess for the last time for this one, your character is created through the actions that you habituate, right? So over time, if you consistently are acting in a certain way, that's what develops your character. And so the good news is you can always shift that, right? You can always make rudder steers. So there's hope yet for the greeting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But it takes time, right? And not only does it take time, it takes 
the consistency that you were talking about. Conscious effort. Yes. So if you if you greeted somebody once and I don't count (laughs) as somebody (laughs) that doesn't that's not gonna change your mindset, right? That's not gonna change the way you think about it or the responses that you get, right? It, it probably is going to take 50 or 100 times before Jeez. before either people start greeting you back because they know like, oh, God, here comes Miles felt like he's going to say something to me. <laughs> and if, we, if I make him go- say something, he's going to go away. <laughs> Maybe or you're going to stop caring. Issue. Miles, you're going to stop caring that they don't greet you back. And you're going to be fine with the fact that you know that you're doing something that you value, which is speaking. I just don't like being a, I don't like I don't like feeling like I'm getting beat or i'm getting getting sure i know i know that's it's, it's just a competitive it's a competitive thing it's like oh you think you want to you think you want to do that to me like oh watch this mm-hmm. like you want you don't want to talk to me oh watch i cannot talk to you better than you cannot talk to me mm-hmm. and that's so bad mm-hmm. <laughs> but like i don't know i'm just i'm i guess i'm competitive to a fault in that in that fact and uh i mean we're working you gotta lead a leader of people. A leader of people. <laughs> and that's everybody, which includes mid sheep. Mid sheep. <laughs> okay. Well, this is this has gone a while. Okay. This was good though. No, it was it, good. I didn't even think it was that long. It was just. I know because it was on that screensaver, so we couldn't see it. Well, hopefully this recorded properly and <laughs> the mics didn't bleed oh, or who knows. This is the content on here. Super novice on the podcasting still. But, um, I mean, it was kind of cool to, I guess we'll see how the video turns out. Oh, yeah, I'll be yeah, so we'll see how the video turns out. Hopefully the sound quality was fine. Um, what are your parting thoughts? My parting thoughts first, before I forget, I want to tell you a shout out to my oh, mom. Oh my God, here we go, Drake. Uh, I love you, mom, and my brothers, Jerron and Morgan. I love y'all too. All my family, I love y'all. Um, parting thoughts, um, just for the people watching, continue to grow. Don't be stagnant. Don't be afraid to chase your dreams. Um, don't make excuses for why you can't accomplish what you want. Um, don't be in your own way. Don't make your mind. Um, block block what you can achieve because if you want it you can do it and go get it and don't let nothing stop you from going and get it cool cool well this has been another episode of 60 second spark <laughs> which turned into a 60 minute spark <laughs> but that was good you're right so um what's your what are you on instagram M- oh hey follow me at mfells underscore 11 on instagram uh yeah do that Yes, and we'll, I mean, I'm trying to expand the platforms for this, so whatever you're listening to this on, feel free to share this, retweet it. Follow me on Twitter. I don't know. Underscore 11. Post it on Pinterest. Do whatever, put it, put it on Facebook, know. but don't tag me. Make sure, if you're listening to this on Apple, um, subscribe. subscribe, leave some feedback. You can always follow me really on anything at Nijoni, N-I-Z-H-O-N-L-I-I. And that's it. Until next time. Talk to y'all later. Thank you. Bye.